The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Welcome to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? Great, thanks. And then we also have Mike and Emily. J7, you you have fallen down on the job. Don't look now, but we got company at Yala. Want me to let them in? Uh, they're already in, J7. Our, our droid. Uh, it, it's, it's all can be said. Hey, don't look at me. You're the one that bought a droid off the clearance rack. We told him it was a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know, fellas. I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, okay, J7. Go back. Do your other work. We'll, we'll catch up with you later. But you, you heard the voice of Emily, of Emily and Mike from Hyperspace Props. How is everyone doing? Great. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out at the moment. <laughs> it's been uh, a long week for all three of us. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks, whatever. Yeah, but um, so brought it, Emily and Mike have a have a great shop called hyperspaceprops.com. I got that correct. That's um, correct. Yeah, amazing website. Um, I fell fell in love with their stuff, which still need orders some stuff, but they're, they're going to be that source um, for Sabak. And if you remember. Jeremy and Stefan from Outer Rim Sabak League mentioned Mike and Emily a lot with their stuff. So Sounds like it's time for another game of Smuggler's Feud. Oh, man. What a week to not be sick. J7 just wants to jump in. Here's the rules for Smuggler's Feud. Unlike that old Earth event show Family Feud, where one team goes until they get three strikes, we go back and forth trying to get a right answer. The first team to get three strikes loses. If both teams get three strikes in the same round, the team with the highest rank answer wins the tiebreak. If the cards completed with neither team getting three strikes, the highest rank answer wins. Okay, so I have three cars in front of me. Mike and Emily, choose one, two, or three. I gotta pick two. That be from the left or from the right? (laughs) 
if there's three. Um, okay. Wow, that joke never gets old, Mike. It never gets old, no. <laughs> and my daughter's not out here to go, okay, bad joke jar, pay up. Is that a bad joke jar? Yeah. They, she and Melissa found a dad joke jar. <laughs> wow, that thing is probably always overflowing, isn't it? No, <laughs> she's paid more into it than I have. Ooh. So, um, five answers on the board. Who? A perfect question because this goes with an argument we've been having for, or not argument, a, a topic or, or debate that we've had for a long while on the show. Who is the most famous character in Star Wars? Five answers on the board. Okay. I sent. I sense a potential. Sweep of the card on this one. So, Mike and Emily, y'all go first. I mean, Darth Vader has to be. Yeah, Darth Vader has to be on there. Um, I mean, if we're talking all of Star Wars, Obi Wan has to be on there. Uh, One answer. And I, I, what, and I will tell you, it. with this game, they usually go original trilogy prequels and f- up to Force Awakens. Okay. It's got to be Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah Darth Vader then. Number one answer. Yeah. Not surprising. Nope. nope. No, the next one's got to be Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Number two answer. <laughs> Back to Emily and Mike. Yoda. Yoda? I think Yoda. I mean, Yoda's. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to it's, limit. It's got to be Yoda. Got to be Yoda. I think I think I think Obi Wan. I'll go with you though. We'll do Yoda. Number four. Back to Wookie Radio. Derek, what do you think? Han or Leia? <laughs> I was just gonna say the exact same thing. Um, Probably Han Solo. Yeah, let's go with Han. Number three, one answer left. Yeah, so it's number late. five. I mean, it could be late. I mean, if I mean, if we're talking about the originals, then it has that would have to be late. You're just a little biased towards Obi Wan. I mean, Obi Wan is a huge part of the prequels, and he has his own show. When I dress up as Ray, I get called Leia all the time. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I it, it's got to be Leia then. If everything else is going to be original trilogy. Mm. I'm sorry. No. Strike one. What you got to think on this is um, this was actually a game designed for the main for the main market it's not designed for star wars fans specifically which is why uh, which is why i think this is a great that this question has come up especially with the conversations we've had in the last few months so we gotta figure out what would, what would be the fifth one here what do you think derek if it's not leia you want to th- you think it's yoda yoda's already been said number four Yoda's already taken did they okay yeah i was four. thinking i was thinking chewy maybe oh yeah that's the last uh, that other than the droids oh yeah droids that's there's true. too many good characters. Yeah, I know. There's, there are too many good characters. We are Wookiee Radio. <laughs> so, answer is... Yeah, Chewbacca. Mm. Oh. Back hmm. to hyperspace props. Okay. Do you want to do Obi-Wan? I or do you want to try, like, like I'm thinking, C-3PO? I mean, I don't know. R2-D2 is also... What about Padme? Do you think... No, Adelaide is not on there. No, yeah, there's no way. You, Your gut was Obi-Wan. Let's go with Obi-Wan. Okay, let's go Obi-Wan then. Mm. Hmm. Back to Wookie Radio. Mm, I, I would, I would think maybe one of the droids, maybe R two. That's where I was leaning to. I think so. Go ahead, R two D two. Number five. Wow, right down to the wire <laughs> with, with a sweep of the card, which hasn't happened in a long time. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was an interesting topic because the reason reason why or interesting question reason why I say it say that is I don't know if y'all heard our episode about the Halcyon or if you've listened to past episodes where we've talked about timeline for Galaxy's Edge and for the Halcyon wrong time period and this question kind of proves that. So just figured I mean, we're Star Wars fans, so I think the timeline's perfect personally. 
for me. I don't know about general Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I, I agree that for the general public, wrong time period. This for me, you could put it literally in any time period, and I'm a happy camper. Yeah, as long as it's Star Wars, just yeah. But but also, Mike, don't forget that this game came out before the all of the sequels came out too. So. Sure. Oh yeah, I, I don't know when the game came out. So. Uh, but whenever we have a Kylo Ren, people still call him Darth Vader. <laughs> Twenty seventeen. Gotcha. So, so figured they probably did a lot of their research on all this between 2016, 2017. Yeah. A lot of stuff has come out since then. Yeah. This was the type of game that's marketed to the big box stores and stuff. It's not. Yeah. So they're trying to hit everybody with this. But I, I, ha- I have posed the question to people at work all the time. Name, name five Star Wars characters, whether it's, you know, who are the first five that come to the top of your head, whether whether, whether I know that person's a Star Wars fan or not, it's so far it's been 75% of the time it's all original trilogy characters or yeah. prequel trilogy. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot more nowadays. I think I think I wouldn't be surprised if a lot more put like the Mandalorian up there at the top of their list now. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if a lot of people put the Mandalorian or like Grogu near the top of their list of first come to mind. Yeah, first come to mind yeah. nowadays. But it yeah. would be interesting. And also ask ask a bunch of people your daughter's age oh yeah <laughs> well she she has been and same thing darth vader stormtrooper luke skywalker they don't name any of the disney disney era characters and, My kids would. and that's <laughs> that's her general you know that's her generation but zoe would too because oh well, i did my job right <laughs> she knows star wars she knows muppets well, I've always found she loves fraggle rock <laughs> It's interesting because um, I know a lot of people that, um, unless they were actually hardcore Star Wars fans, a lot of people, um, especially of our generation, uh, Mike and Derek, that grew up with the original trilogy, they just never picked up on the when it came to the prequels or sequels or anything else. They're just like, you know what? We enjoyed Star Wars back when we were kids. It's just something we right. watched when we were kids. Yeah, it's yeah, just original true. trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I would the, um, television shows now, starting with Mandalorian, because it became a. It's a, because of the what streaming media is now. Yeah. It's become part of the. Um, um, the social consciousness of the world right now is these Star Wars shows. Yep. And people are watching them to say, hey, wait, why is everybody flipping out about this? As they, much as they are for because they're Star Wars shows. And when they do, it's around the time period of the original trilogy that, that our generation knows. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it easier. See, that's what's nice about this, though. Um, the, the three of us are from the um, original trilogy generation, but doing a show like this and just being Star Wars fans the way we are, I enjoyed the entire saga from beginning to end, all the way back to the rise of the Jedi back in the thousands of years ago to whatever they do ahead. <laughs> well, and like anything, we, we've been nitpicky of obviously about different things w- with the sequel era, but you know, we still have a love for it because of the story yeah. it's told. But story I want to hear at the moment is how did hyperspace props come about? Oh, that's a good question. So I guess it originally started off, um, uh, I guess if you trace the roots all the way back, in my family, uh, the boys learned to sew. And that's what that's what started hyperspace props, really. Okay. So I learned how to sew as as a as a like as a preteen. My grandmother's taught me. And that kind of got me into every Halloween. I'm making more and more elaborate Halloween costumes for myself. <laughs> and then uh, when I got married, then I was like, oh, by the way, this is something I do. I make Halloween costumes and so I just started making them for Emily and then I was a I was a huge Star Wars fan and so I was like hey we should make Jedi costumes and by we I mean I'll make us Jedi costumes <laughs> I could 
Emily cut the fabric and she uh, ironed some stuff. Um, And then that kind of got us into the whole convention scene of like, oh, hey, there's a place for us. We don't just have to like stay at home and watch Star Wars. We can hang out. Yeah, we can hang out with other nerds who who dress (laughs) up and talk about nerdy things a lot. And so we we kind of went there, and our and our like minds were blown because we like ran into like 501st and like these professional costuming groups and people who like eat, sleep, and breathe Star Wars. And we're like, was this 2016? Something, yeah, yeah, like 2015, 2016. And we were just blown away. We're like, how does this world exist? How do we never know know this existed? And so shortly after that, we kind of got into that world. We started making like higher and higher quality costumes, joined the 501st Rebel Legion, Mandalorian Mercs. And and as we we, like uh, made more more specific costumes we started selling little props here and there people would ask us like oh what vendor did you use to to get this part and we just said oh we designed it we made it ourselves and so they'd ask us hey can i can i buy one from you you know it happens a lot in in the like star wars prop and costuming community and uh, that's kind of how i got into 3d printing originally and then from there um i was super intrigued by uh the gambling games in star wars i had played uh uh, knights of the old republic like in high school and absolutely loved the idea of Pazak. And so when the solo movie came out and we actually got some like on-screen appearance of Sabak, I was like super excited. And so I started like 3D printing credits because I wanted to I wanted to gamble like Han Solo, you know, <laughs> like, like like every like every Star Wars fan wants to do. And so yeah. I started 3D printing them. And then I was like, you know, it'd be pretty cool if if, if I bought some metal ones. And I just I like went online and people were selling for like $40 a piece and I was like how can I get enough to gamble with when they're that expensive? Yeah. And I was like, there's just gotta be a better way. And so then that's kind of how we got into it. We just did a test run of one coin and we were able to sell it for a, a very reasonable price and people were super excited. And so, so we said, Hey, let's, let's just kind of go all in. It's just grown. Pardon the pun of, uh, <laughs> into the whole, like, like star Wars gambling. And, and that's kind of what we've just been doing is just building a community around it and getting people who are like really passionate about Star Wars gambling and kind of just working with other fans to make the like the most screen accurate like credits and like true to the to the movies and shows cards and kind of make a whole ecosystem where people can at any point they can invite friends over like make some mocktails or cocktails from one of the Star Wars cookbooks turn on some DJ Rex play some Sabak Pazak and like have like a whole can experience right in their house and that's kind of what's really been the most fun for us is like kind of sharing that whole experience with so many other people so yeah basically we made what we liked and other people liked it too that's what happened yeah that works i'm looking at i'm looking at your site now and you do have some pretty cool stuff mm-hmm. thank you yeah so yeah, we're constantly adding more and more we're always working on new designs and new ideas Ooh. and n- now that since we've got like i wouldn't say we're anywhere near big but now that we've got a little bit of name right Recognition, we've been able to have like, for example, uh, we've had um, one of the um, actors from Book of Boba Fett who was on like on screen with credits help uh, make sure that our credits were screen accurate. And we've been able oh, to wow. like, actually cool. do something better than just like your average like screenshotting and screenshotting at 4K and make and we've, we've been really like blessed to be able to to work with some people that have really helped.
helped us a lot of the way to get even more and more screen accurate and even like better looking pieces. So, so I'm assuming that would be with the uh, New Republic credits then. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's the New Republic awesome. credits. Yeah. Because y'all, y'all's New Republic credits are are absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, I've yeah, seen them. You. I've seen them at the at the parks you know, with what we have at the parks. But mm-hmm. man, y'all y'all's are you know definitely uh, the silver ones. Are the ones that I remember from the series the yeah. most. Yeah. And, and those those I I really dig a lot and uh, really like the, the full set that y'all have. You know, yeah, the bronze, so, the, bronze uh, the the gold, and the two silvers. To to like um, give everybody an idea of of kind of uh, what goes into these. It's usually about six to eight months of work on a coin before we uh, actually list a coin on our website. Wow. So we like, especially with the more detailed coins, like the Hutties or the New Republic, anything that's that, that takes a lot more time, like it's six, to eight months worth of work to make sure that it really is perfect. And then, for example, with the New Republic, we we um, had a, a, I have a bunch of them in my closet that are just not good, you know, and they might see the light of day sometime. We might do like a flash sale or something and say, hey, these are crappy ones, if you want them just to fill fill your Boba Fett helmet or something something but but we're really particular about about what makes it and we, we do have like a graveyard of items that i don't want to throw away because we we uh, spent the money on them right but are just not good enough to well i i have that, that same so. same feeling same vibe um being being an audio engineer and being on a tech side in entertainment uh sometimes the stuff that you you make to get to the final product is just as fun to hold on to as as the final product so for me i'm one of those people i i can treasure the the uh the early stuff um it's like i i've seen pictures of like with uh with the halcyon uh wraith wraith cole gives out business card so to speak yeah well the original card looks nothing like the card that's being given out now and i'm like ooh, okay those are fun easter eggs yeah so it's like okay i i, I kind of dig this so um but having been a part of the ship, I, I can recognize, uh, oh, uh, that wasn't the original card. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's fun to to see what pictures are, are popping up on different things, uh, especially around the parks of uh, and go, OK, that wasn't original. That's been changed and retrofit to now. That's not original. Uh, it, it's fun keeping track of all that, that uh, of all that and seeing how things have progressed that way as well. Um now, you, you said you had a, an actor reach out to you guys. Have you had anyone from Lucasfilm contact you guys about um, supplying stuff for a show or anything? You don't have to name the show. No, I'm, no, I'm trying no, to be no. as general as, as possible. No. Okay. We're not that cool. Yeah, you are. I, I think you are. Now, how did how did the Sabak decks come about? Um, so I guess each one kind of has their own little story, but most of the Sabak decks, we like to focus on traditional Sabak, which is like pre-Disney era Sabak, just because it's um, like, a, it's a really well fleshed out game. The fans have like put in a lot of time to like make it a legitimate game with gambling and it feels like a poker style game. And so a lot of our decks are just... Um, making that version available to people since okay. since like Disney doesn't sell that version at all, right? So we're we're and talking so, like the the the, re, the the normal Rebel style, like what we saw in um, in the episode we meet Lando in. Exactly. Yeah, correct. The episode okay. it's array. Yep. Yeah. So so like that's that's like I guess that's the one and only time we ever see that's that version of Sabak is right there in that yeah, one episode. Yeah. Fun fact: that's the very first time Sabak is seen. I guess uh, ever. canon yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 Um, because they, so, they they beat the Corellian Spike deck by a year or two almost from yeah, Solo. Something like that. 
Yeah. And so I guess the, the first deck we made was was based around that original Rebels deck. And then um, then we have another deck that was based around the, the deck that, that Star Wars gave out at Star Wars Celebration one year. Okay. And then and then when Solo came out, then we have one that's like uh, that's kind of based around the look of those cards. Uh-huh. And then our our most beautiful deck that I think is our uh, Nabu royalty deck. And that was just something that there's an idea that that we had had that we wanted like a high what looked like a higher end Sabak deck. Okay. Because we just finished like the solo one and it was kind of like all the cards looked aged and you play this in your local cantina. But we wanted like something that maybe the senators would play or royalty or like a Sabat game for a more civilized generation or something. And so we're, we're just kind of just I mean, the thing about Star Wars is there's so many different motifs and so much amazing design work that doesn't even make it into the shows that you can like get all the reference books and see like all of the amazing artwork by Doug Chang. There's so many amazing things. All the Ralph McQuarrie stuff that are even now coming even more and more in with like the Mandalorian and stuff. And so I just feel like there's so much that we can like pay homage to in like the deck designs. And so uh, we just kind of- We're having fun now. Yeah, so we, we just kind of like, we kind of just think of like, hey, what's a cool thing that- There's been a lot of people hasn't had enough talking love. about like a Mandalorian themed Sabacc deck and- Yeah, now that the Mandalorians are getting a ton of ton more love, I mean, that would be a fun style of deck to do, but it it, it really is like the sky's the limit on, on all the decks. There's, there, there's so many fun ideas in Star Wars. I, I think a while back, uh, I even talked to you guys about a uh, a smugglers deck yeah yeah smugglers kind of themed deck and after chatting with uh jeremy and, and stefan i i think i kind of narrowed down what i would love to see and y'all y'all are kind of close with it uh with one of your coruscant shift decks okay yeah um the, the way i'm seeing it is do like a, a 10 or 20 percent gray background on the deck and the in your your markings are either black or white because of uh they brought up the people who are colorblind yeah and this would so, make for a really awesome yeah. but you know the back of the card that was the first thing that we did when disney released their deck we we got it and we're like how did this slip through that it's colorblind yeah so we instantly made made a version that was red and blue that that was actually able to be usable used. yeah <laughs> We have a lot of people who buy the deck, who buy the deck just for like, I bought the Disney one, but I can't play it at all. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> it's not my, weird. Well, my thought was, you know, positives, white, black, negative, obviously. Um, but do a, a black and white theme um, on the on the cards and on the back, you know, maybe tie in oh, a certain podcast show color theme, which is <laughs> black, gray and, and yellow for the back design, because who cares what the back looks like? It, you know, you don't need to, to see color for the back. It's for yeah. for your negative yeah. or positive. Yeah. So that was that was a thought. But I, I'm looking at, at y'all's uh, Coruscant shift deck that's black and gold. And that's a very similar concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we went on the Halcyon, we, we at first we were kind of underwhelmed by Coruscant Shift, I would say, but it really grew on us. Um, like once you, I guess, can get can get that game in the hands of people that like know gambling games and and like know how strategy can work with it, then it, it it's a lot more of a it, it's it's a lot more of a fun game than we originally yeah. thought on the Halcyon. Uh, yeah, especially with the like really underwhelming tournament they had on the Halcyon. Well, <laughs> my my daughter thought we could try and play Coruscant Shift with our Galaxy's Edge deck, and I'm like, it doesn't work that way. It's two different decks. I mean, 
I mean, you can it work. Does. So you can work with the deck. It's the dice that you need, though. Okay. Yeah, it's a specialty dice. Which, like, right when we got off the Halcyon, we had tons of people. I mean, we bought as many decks as we could. We we like pooled a bunch of people who didn't want decks. They bought the decks and we bought them off them because we we were just like, how are people going to get their hands on this I, if it I, costs so much money, right? I still got to get my so, hands on one. Was like six hundred dollars. Yeah, and we had we had acquaintances that were buying that six hundred dollar deck, and so so we kind of right after we got off the house, and we kind of started working on prototyping a deck design, and, and then also working on the dice so that the, the game could actually be more widespread and have more adoption rather than just the limited people, and now even more limited people that actually yeah. make it on the Halcyon. So my only complaint about the Halcyon deck is the cards are so flimsy. I know, I know, me too. Compared to compared to the Galaxy's Edge deck, but the dice are so much better. Yes. So I'm like, okay, so I'm waiting for a new Galaxy's Edge deck to come out. I have better (laughs) dice. So yeah, a, a lot of a lot of our first customers come to us because they're like, "I'm buying your dice because the Galaxy's Edge ones are horrendous." I I am, and I'm like, "That's why I designed the, the dice in the first place." I, I because they were horrendous. That's that's one of the things I'm looking at purchasing because I love to how. See, I would have thought since and they don't sell them anymore. They used to have the Han Solo dice on the yeah. chain. They don't sell those them. Those were good. Those ones were really meaty. Those yeah, originally bought some and then fixed like cut oh, yeah. the chain. I, I dremeled off the chain so I could have. Have some nice sabak dice. <laughs> before we made our yeah, own, yeah. Well, I, I I bought a set that supposedly came from when the movie came out, and that lasted a, a while. The dice were small, and the chain broke. Oh. Um, the dice that I have now are the ones from the park, and they've held up, and, and they're holding yeah. up really, really well. Um, but y'all have that one one set of dice that is that same gold, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I I want that. And I'll throw that in with my cards instead of the uh, the gray ones that came in the set. I'll still keep the gray ones. With yeah, set, I have my just, gray ones in my drawer, but, but like I, I really dig the metal ones. I I really wanted like when when you held the dice for the first time, I wanted you to look at them and and be able to think I stole these from the Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, I went I snuck into the set, I snuck into the cantina and swiped these off the table. So I wanted them to have like this this kind of grimy, grungy yep. look, and that's kind of how everything is in Star Wars, anyways. It's all got this. Yeah, this more used, greasy look. And so that's kind of specifically for those dice. I really wanted to kind of capture that whole essence with them. Yeah, I, I, I feel you actually have. And I would I would most I would definitely be buying you know, when I get the chance. I will buy both sets of dice, the Sabak, uh, the, the shift and the, the regular. Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. We, we've really enjoyed being able to, to offer those to people now, because it's, it's, it's such a good upgrade. Now, with the Coruscant shift dice, one comes silver, one comes gold, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of mirrored after the the dice that come with the, oh, that's the right, that's right. shift deck. Yeah. Now it's pretty, but that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Get kind of grungy looking. You're not. Yep. You're not getting the game off of the house. Yeah, you're getting it your local, at a gift shop. Yeah, at, your local yeah. cantina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I. I will have to talk more after after the show. <laughs> Because I, I, I would still love to, to see like a smuggler's deck. I mean, I know the, the normal Sabak deck is, you know, solo inspired. It's kind of similar. But I, I would love to see something that, you know, might be found at a, a smuggler's guild or, or on various ships that are different from, you know, the, the traditional cars that you would find in a, in a cantina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always working on new things. We've, I mean, right now we've got, I think, three or four products like currently in development, a deck, some dice. Mats. Mats. 
formats, mm. always trying to decide which credit comes next, which one's the next one to go for. So, Ooh, yeah, it, it's, an interesting it's a lot that'd be an interesting choice y'all's bought two credits are are amazing as well yeah those were the first those, that, that that was the, the 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 our first original credit was that gold batu and spira yep and that's because i went to the parks i went to batu for the first time and it was right like two days after they canceled selling those or they just oh. ran out that's what it no, was. no, no. They canceled selling them and then they were swapping to the silver one. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't coming out for a, a little while. And I was very disappointed that I didn't get one. I don't have a gold one. Yeah. I made my own. <laughs> I, I don't have a gold one, but I do have silver. We did eventually get. Yeah, we a did. Yeah, one. we did get a silver one. Yeah, but we missed out on the gold one. So. I I want to get. So. Uh, it's not much different, but there is a a new case for the silver that I would love to get. Um, uh, but I, I'm still trying to find the gold one. Which yeah, I'm not paying that price now, on eBay. <laughs> it's now a collectible. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane on eBay. But yeah, um, y'all have y'all have metal ones, right? This the spires. Yep. yep, they're all metal. Yeah. Yep. So we've got um a lot of our credits. We have metal and. 3D printed versions both. Okay. So the Spira are, are the same. We have metal and 3D printed versions. Because when I'm when I'm designing a metal credit, I'm already designing a 3D model. And so it just makes sense to also offer a 3D printed version for people that are kind of just getting their feet wet, getting into it. I was just so, looking, I was looking on the wrong thing. Yeah, so on our website we have like a, a 3D printed section and then a like metal. Yeah, and the metal. Yeah. Yeah. These are oh, I have to buy a gold and a, and a bronze. We do have a lot of people that do that 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 kind of complete the set. Actually, with, with y'all's, I probably buy all three just to have on the side, so I can leave that one in, in its case. There you go. Um, yeah. Then again, I'm also the same guy who has Zandorian credits from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so every convention we go to, there's always probably two to three people that come up to me and ask if I have any gold press latinum and, and, and i always say uh, uh wrong galaxy and i don't mean that you're thinking of the wrong galaxy you objectively chose the wrong galaxy and fandom you need to choose the correct one which is star wars we are star trek man. yeah we also do like star trek but I, any anytime we're 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 in star wars we're all all the way in star wars and so we always have to make fun of the trekkies because that's what that's just what that comes with the territory right right yeah it makes sense oh man yeah, I will definitely. Oh, I'm in trouble even more. Having y'all on, I'm in trouble even more with this. This always happens. Um, well, go ahead, guys. Aaron, um, another, something else a little off of the off of that stuff that I'm seeing because you have a lot of cosplay stuff on your website. But um, what's with the sound effect gloves? How do those? How does that work? And where did that come from? Yeah. So this, can I? Can I start well, this well, one off? I'll, I'll just premise it by saying, okay, uh, the sound effect glove, along with most of the props, came from like our own need for something. Yes. Our own need for a costume piece. And that's kind of how, that's kind of like that, the origin story. So. And the need was I was building a Jawa. I was building a Jawa costume and I really just wanted sounds while I was being a Jawa because how epic would that be, right? You, you hear the creature yelling Utini at you. Um, so I researched and I built my own sound web. It only had four buttons and four sounds, but it worked. And so I made that and other people saw that and wanted it. So I listed it and started selling it. And Michael <laughs> improved upon it with his own version. And now that's the one that we sell. And if you bit like Galaxy's Edge, they have sounds. They have sound gloves, similar concept like that. Um, though we, how we did it before 
Galaxy's Edge came out, right? Or was it around the same time? It wasn't influenced by Galaxy's Edge at all. It was it was mainly just Jawa and wanting to yeah. add uh, to our cost. I could tell you before the Galaxy's Edge ones came out, we were doing it um, when they would do, or at least here, uh, when we had like the um, parade of stormtroopers, first order troopers, all that with the uh, Force Awakens last jedi yeah yeah enhancements is um, that is that also why you have the jawa eyes as well yes yeah, that is exactly so why. she she needed jawa eyes she couldn't find anyone who made them and so she started figuring out how to do it and i didn't particularly <laughs> like the way some people had done it were like with like wires that yeah. just seemed way too complicated and messy to me so i yeah just found out a different way to do it from the way i liked yeah so the sound effect love is fun because it it's four buttons and then each button has four sounds that you can cycle through and and so you've got a total of 16 sounds. So like there are costumers who load up a bunch of fun sounds and then you can have full conversations with with kids or other people similar to the same way they do it at Galaxy's Edge where you where you have like a yes type answer, a no type answer, and then a couple like questions, fun question type things, you know. And so so it, it, it really adds a lot to the interaction that you can do as a costumer, which is which is a lot of fun. Now, hmm. is it you, you have to to trigger the buttons or is it or is there jester triggering yeah. as well yeah, yeah it's pushing the buttons yeah, yeah yeah it's not as complicated as the galaxy's edge ones <laughs> now you said um each button has like four uh, four different sounds that you do does it just cycle through those one at a time the same same cycle every time or yeah so you can i mean if you if you press through like button one each time then it will cycle through them but what you can do is and a lot of people are like uh intimidated by it at first it takes takes a little bit of practice to get used to, but you can, what you need to do is for, to best utilize it, memorize what 16 sounds you have on there and what position they're in. So if you want to say, if you're, if you're Din Djarin and you want to say, this, you, is this is the way, and you know, oh, that's a uh, button two in push two, then you just go one, two, then it would play that sound. Okay. Okay. And that kind of gives you like, uh, it, it's, it's a lot less intimidating once you actually get the glove on and it becomes really intuitive once, once you've just practiced it a little bit but it allows you to get a ton of sounds in a really easy way a really easy format to get them so you can easily quickly get to the exact sound that you want depending on which which button you press and how many times you would press it so okay i i could see where even doing like a rebel pilot uh you could have Palm transmissions going yeah, through. Yeah. So I just, I just, uh, uh, we've got several versions, but uh, one of the versions is like a custom version where I completely customize it for you. So I just customized one for a uh, 501st group that had a um, scout trooper speeder bike. And so I put on a bunch of speeder bike sounds of like them revving and going through like kind of indoor chase type stuff. You didn't put on a glove. Uh, it's not, yeah, it wasn't on a glove. It was just a custom setup so, so they could mount it to the the speeder bike oh, like, cool. you know place that worked well for them and then i had a bunch of calm chatter um of like like speeder bike battalion rebels in this sector and like things like that to where they could have like a full almost environment uh, and then also like some um parts of like the imperial march or different things so they can like really like build out this whole story around the speeder bike which was a lot of fun to work oh, on very cool okay. now you have um the two different gloves on here what's the difference between the star wars sound effect glove and the cosplay just the sound setup or 
Yeah, it, that that's purely because I when when we had originally had listed it as Star Wars sound effect glove, I would constantly get um, other cosplayers asking me, "Can this be used with non-Star Wars sounds?" And I was like, "Yeah, technically, I can do anything on it." So then I then I started having a, a ton of Predator cosplayers uh, reach out to me because it's a very it's a very uh, popular costume that isn't anywhere new, near as cool without the sounds. You know, there's right. a lot of costumes like that that are kind of made by the sounds, mm-hmm. like the menacing sounds. So I just kind of slowly added and put together this huge catalog that I can reach into of all sorts of sounds, mm. uh, including like Predator, like a werewolf is another pretty common one. Cylons. Oh, okay. Also common. I was going to say for, for, for Predator, I know someone who definitely would possibly look you guys up for that. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's quite a few uh, different costumes that are really make like make or, or break the costume. Wookiee's another one that's very yeah. Wookiee, Jawa, and Tusken Raider are like the three like main ones that we get. Vader as well, just because like without without the menacing breathing, like yeah, yeah, it, it really does add a lot. So yeah, what's been one of the more fun props for y'all to make? Uh, I'm. I mean, I'll, I'll say for me, it's usually whatever I'm currently working on. I always get in a, uh, I always get like obsessed over a prop that I'm working on. Focus. Yeah. And I just build it and Emily won't see me and I'll just be building. She's like, it's dinner time. And I'm like, but I'm currently doing this. So I'll get there eventually. <laughs> so probably the prop that I just finished uh, uh, that I was really working on a ton was a BD1 head. Okay. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make uh I really enjoyed uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi uh, Jedi so, Survivor was coming yeah. out and I really wanted a BD but I wanted the BD to tell a story so I figured I would just make a head and I want and my vision was like the really nasty gross looking head looked like it had been through a lot had a bunch of damage and then I wanted it decapitated with wires hanging out the neck yeah oh wow and so I, I ended up building that and uh, installed a soundboard in it that was all motion activated so I'll take that to conventions a lot of times right now and it'll just sit on my booth and as people walk by it'll beep at them and they're like oh what's he saying and I'm like ah oh, something about wanting legs and I just ignore him you know <laughs> Is there is there anything that you've been working on or or worked on that you haven't been able to figure out yet? Oh. We are figuring out vacuum forming right now. That's true. Yeah. Mm. And that's been a struggle. Yeah, I have. I've thrown away a lot of good pieces of ABS. Well, I guess they were good, and then I tried attempted to vacuum form them. <laughs> Yeah, but just imagine once you do figure that out, all of a sudden you just opened up the entire realm of armor. Absolutely, yeah. that's that's yeah, the goal. That, 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 yeah, that, that's exactly it. So, and not uh, just Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. So the the first thing I'm currently working on is uh, one of the costumes that I made early on was uh, from Battlefront Two, the new Battlefront Two, um, Del Miko from Inferno Squad. Okay. Uh, a character that I just connected with and and just was really excited to build. And happens to look like. Uh, and happens to have a similar hair to me, which works out <laughs> well. And so uh, that type of armor will be the first armor that, I mean, that's the, that's the armor that I'm working on right now. I've made the costume, but I thought it like, like, like that's something that I connect with and I know the costume in and out already. And so it's a good place for, for me to start with the vacuum forming. So it'll be like the Thai pilot black 
front and back plates. So, mm. but yeah, all right now I just have some nasty ones with that are overly melted or under undercooked <laughs> that are like look more like I don't know like a, a horrible uh, salad bowl than a piece of arm. <laughs> but I mean that, that's I guess that's that's really kind of what the story of our entire journey has been is ha- running into a problem and then figuring out how to figure I guess getting the skills in order to to build it or make it you know well something like that though with your booth display you can make it look more like a trader's workshop now you got pieces of you know troopers or whoever that tried to take advantage that y'all just blasted away yeah oh yeah so it's, it's not waste it's, it's good props for for table setting well, those ones were, they were definitely a waste yeah, you, you, you couldn't know. tell you couldn't tell it was anything yeah but i do really like that idea yeah. currently right now our booth is a jawa junkyard pile oh, you know cool. those jawa they got those ion blasters they'll just knock you out oh, yeah yep yep well, the next one I've, I noticed on here, they, um, as we're going through the website here, is um, the acrylic hologram lights. These yeah, are because cool. all of us have seen the acrylic lights you can buy anywhere. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the, the laser etched, but the way you've done it so that it actually looks like a hologram is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's been my. I, I've really been enjoyed one of doing Emily's that. biggest projects. Yeah. And we just added a Kenobi hollow, wanted hollow on there, and Gaia, the superstar, you know, galactic superstar from the Halcyon. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun. I try to make it like all static interference, like you mentioned, and yeah, also we have people who have custom great. jobs for us. They send us a picture, and we we edit it, and yeah, we've done some hollow form, some uh, custom wanted hollows where people will take a picture of themselves in like a Star Wars costume. Dano, yeah. we did one for Dano. Yeah, we yeah. and then we then we have like they can specify how much their bounty is worth, and then. <laughs> which is a lot of fun to do. That's cool. 10 credits. What? Yeah. yeah. Usually people are like a hundred thousand, 500,000, you know, everyone, everyone wants to be worth a lot of credits. So (laughs) see, I I'll go under a thousand credits. What? I'm worth more than that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I think that would be funny as like a gag gift for someone. It would. Yeah. For be like bounty is one credit. (laughs) Or you make it like 50 credits. That way you can say, well, I'm one, but they don't want me that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, these are all great. I like the Fulker one too. That's really cool looking. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, we're we're huge into Rebels. Personally, my favorite is the Biff one with the two Biff musicians. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I see that. That looks great. I was like with the Biff ones and the Sidious. I look at either of those and I just hear like the Biff. You just I just hear the sound, the Cantina yeah. theme, and then with Sidious, I just hear Execute Order sixty six and like the menacing voice. I just have that like ingrained in my brain. Yeah, I like that one. I like the Leia one too. Yeah, I like the Jedi the Jedi logos are a really cool one. See so you have yeah, yeah. A I, picture I, from the custom hologram. I, I see the one with Gaia and I can hear her as well as if this was like an advertisement for her coming on to the house. Yeah. Actually before we went on the house I really wanted our backstory to involve me being a big fan of Gaia because I was going as a Twi'lek anyway. And I I just begged people for a good photo of her and I made it and I gave her a hollow of herself and then we also had one that we had her sign so oh, that, cool. that's a really like, special part in my <laughs> in my heart right now so especially with how Sian shutting down well also uh with emily reaching out to people trying to find a photo we had someone reach out who was like i'm very close to gaia very 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 close uh, like, and, and, then she, and then she's like can you tell me which dates you're gonna be there <laughs> 
and I can make sure that uh, you get the right that there's person. the right the right Gaia. <laughs> well, there's only one Gaia. Yeah, I was fangirling like crazy. I'll yeah, tell you that. we were we were excited. So yeah, we 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 got some good we got some good pictures of Gaia that we could turn into the hologram to really make it uh, personalized for Very our cool. guy. Yeah, which was fun. Now, yeah, okay, go back and look. <laughs> see who. See if I recognize. Yeah, well, I, if you look in the um, listing for the Gaia hologram, they actually have the vi- photo of them with Gaia. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. I can't oh. separate them now. They have to. That has to be there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Fun story about trying to get that signed. We went to her because uh, uh, Gaia had like a, a signing slot where you could get her autograph during during the Halcyon voyage, and we went there with the hollow, and we said we wanted it signed because that's what was advertised, and she had like a little stamp yep. that said Gaia, and she's like, uh, she like was kind of deer in the headlights, and then her, her and then her uh, the, the crew member that was helping her out was like, uh, Gaia will take a break real quick, and so they went to the back to see what they were allowed to do. Mm-hmm. It, a stamp wouldn't work I, on the acrylic. Yeah, right. I, I, rem- I remember that. Day. Yeah, yeah. You so, do? Oh. so she came back out and said, I can sign an Arabesh G. And we're like, that is amazing. Yes. So that's what we have signed on there is an Arabesh G. Okay. Well, I, I sent a question in the chat. See, if I can't remember which one. I'm not sure which one it was. Okay. I I could look it up on my, if I had, had a minute, I could look it up on my Facebook. But Because okay. I know, I know it's one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure which, which one, but. I, I want to say. I don't know if you can tell by looking at her. I don't know. Yeah. I want to say it's the, the second friend listed. Okay. I think so. That name is ringing a bell for me. I'm ashamed that I don't know. <laughs> so you guys have the ones, the acrylic here, but um, have you actually that or the? Uh, I know this is a total. It's a totally different process, totally different machinery. But have you looked into doing like the laser etched cubes, where they actually put the image inside of the acrylic um, cube? Um, it's the older style, but it, yeah. it's even more of a hologram look. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure what machinery is involved in making that. Yeah, I know it's a different type of machinery, but it is. Is, yeah. And so I guess um, we've just only been using our our laser cutter. And uh, in order to add different effects, what we've decided, like the route we've decided to go right now, um, because kind of everyone sells the same base. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all always that same black circular base and kind of the route we're going with right now is how can we how can we make a more Star Wars flavored base <clears throat> and so that's that's the direction we're taking the holograms right now is can we can we make a version like the questions we're asking are can we make a version that can fit into a 3D print of a Jedi holo communicator can we make a version that can be mounted on a Mandalorian gauntlet I see, that's Ooh. what I was thinking just now can is we like make a version yeah can we make a version that that looks like uh, a uh, bounty puck. It seems like you should be able to like just 3D a cover for the current base. The problem is it's so big. Yeah. It's so big and bulky. I mean, this is like, what, five inches in yeah. diameter or something like I that? I have a couple from the other room, so yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. It's, it's too bulky and, and and we're we're picky. We want it to be real Star Wars, right? So... See, so right here. So we're, I, we're, I like we're currently it. testing new form factors to try and make to see if we can get a smaller LED base type item 
that could fit into a 3D printed shell that actually would be more of the correct size that would look really good. See, I like I like the look of the base. I know it's a picture, but I like the look of the base that you have going on the custom hologram where everything kind of cones oh, down. Comes yeah, in like yeah, a yeah. cone, like it's being projected up. Yeah. We've done a custom a couple of custom ones that look like that that we should probably list. But it's yeah, it's there, there's always this give and take because like the smaller you go, the less powerful LEDs, the fewer LEDs. Right. And then yeah, there's this there's this constant give and take. But I think I think we, that we will probably be able to find some fun options for people because we've had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, I want this on my gauntlet. I want the puck. I want, you know, and so and right when they tell us and we're like, oh, yeah, we want that, too. That'd be really cool to have. <laughs> A bounty puck, you know, that, that looked like a bounty puck that had an acrylic yeah. case. I think it'd just be really cool. And we've had several people that we've done custom um, holograms for that uh, they've taken a picture of it when it's on their Star Wars display shelf. And it looks amazing. Like like we got a, a picture from a fan who has like a whole Vader, a whole Vader shelf. And on the Vader shelf is our Kenobi wanted hologram. And it just looks amazing in this whole scene, right? Like this, this story that's being told through the shelf. And so like... I mean, he also has a Mando thing that he has the baby Yoda wanted there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so one, yeah. fun to see what we'll do. Yeah. It really does add like a fun ambiance and 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 the lighting as well. He it actually told me fun. I could use those photos for the listings. I need to add those because they're just Yeah, they're really cool. cool. Yeah. The, we, like the ideas that people like it is the Star Wars fans come up with are just so so fun. Um yeah. Now you've got you've got one section that, that's Twi'lek. Mm. Oh yeah that's Emily's pride and joy. That's her section. <laughs> no Liku? No, no oh, yeah. So I I buy mine from Twi'lek Pam. I personally think she is the best. And I, it would cost me 10 times in materials and 10 times in time as it would be just to buy one from her. Okay. And, and hers are already perfect. Like if there was something to improve on, yeah. then we would probably spend the time to improve on it. But it really is like her silicone ones are like, I can't imagine a better product. Yeah. And she expected it. Yeah. And so we just tell everyone, go with Twi'lek Pam. We absolutely love her, and the the, the the like the stuff that she does is just. But I do amazing. model all my caps off of her styles. Now, do you guys, um, your website has a lot of photos and things in it, but do you guys have like an Instagram or something so that, that with so, maybe even some of the custom stuff that doesn't make it onto the website? Yeah, so we have Instagram, TikTok. Facebook, Twitter, we've got all the things, you know. Pinterest. Pinterest. It's all just hyperspace, hyperspace props. props, whatever, slash at hyperspace props or at hyperspace props. And a lot of those uh, are kind of our, when we're out at conventions or the cosplays we're working on, just kind of like the fun the fun stuff. And we, like we usually don't talk about really very many shop things on there unless it's like a big announcement that we're doing. Most of the time, we just want to hang out with, with our other Star Wars fans and kind of show off the, the props and costumes we're we're making whether or not we sell it honestly the instagram is more of our cosplay journey than our shop yeah okay so like when we were on the halcyon we were kind of cataloging our our whole experience and what we thought of it and all the reactions we had and so it's just kind of like our sharing our star wars journey yeah. which is a lot of fun trying to get into tiktok but i'm not liking it so far <laughs> as as everyone who is who has seen the bad side of it could easily fathom yeah yeah it's an 
interesting platform to say the least. Yeah, that's one I've never even tried getting into. Yeah, yeah. I, only reason why I have an account is so it's easier for me to follow people and watch videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, have, we have quite a few friends that that are that do a lot of fun stuff on TikTok, and we both yeah, got I, it for them originally. So TikTok's not a thing for me, but uh, my dog has one. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I oh, found another rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, we I found my daughter's old iPhone 5s. I want to get a case for it. And I'm thinking, and since she'll probably use this for her data pad at the parks, phone case kit be perfect for that. Yeah. So uh, we originally designed that, like the phone case stuff for our first trip to Batu, because we're like, oh, we want a cool phone case. And then after the Halcyon, um, with all the cool things we saw in the Halcyon, then I, I kind of wanted to make a line of, of really simple cases that, because one of the downsides with the phone case kit is it could get a little bit bulky, right. depending on how many layers you stack on. And so we wanted to do like kind of a flush design that would be a really simple case for people to snap on and snap off if they want to like take, have a Star Wars kit, like a Star Wars case for their Halcyon or for just running to the park for the day and then pull it off and then store it for their next trip. And so that kind of solved the problem that we ran into wanting to make everything we had Star Wars when we went to the house and when we went to Batu. So. I, some of the ones that I've seen of your regular uh, Galaxy's Edge and other cases, like, oh, this would be great. No, no iPhone 5. Or I, I, even my old ones, the uh, iPhone 7 either seven or eight and i would love to just have something for it because you know that's the one i plan on unless i get a new phone which i, I mean, do i will i will be keeping my 12 and everything's get, there i i like usually we we only get requests for newer phones people are like do you have the new phone yet and i'm like well not really but i know that we can that uh with with the uh the um the the the, the non-kit designs that we can go back um we can go back i think we start at iphone 7 and 8 is is like the furthest we can go back okay so that'd be and then up to i have, I have to find that other phone pro max okay i'll have to find that other phone it's around here somewhere but yeah so basically I, I would, we have I would do that one print those out and so we're kind of at the mercy of what they, whatever, whatever they want to stock so yeah it's not very i'm sure it's not very lucrative for them to stock iphone 5 but well i i'm going through that same thing right now um i'm looking at starting an etsy store myself yeah. uh, and one of the things i want to do on it is what i've done with someone else and i'm having to f- do my own but I, I want to come up with my own designs and like this is my old ipad mini cool oh yeah and that's the back i wanted to get yeah, it. I love really? having, that's awesome yeah, i love how like any anytime i see fun things like different arabesh decals on stuff i also saw someone um uh in bad batch there's there, there's there was a person who modeled the, the data pad that tech uses in yeah. bad batch yeah to fit in phones you can slot your phone in or slot in an ipad mini uh there's someone who also does uh the data pad for andor as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah it's it's so fun um but with, with this you know i i just redid my my other ipad case to to look more like a, a jedi like a uh, a it's not a jedi it's a uh, scoundrel smuggler um journal book okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll shoot you guys pictures of that over in, in Messenger. But you know, I'm, I think I might have found a uh, drop to ship vendor that will do custom iPad cases where I can say, okay, choose your background, choose what you know, choose your symbols, do whatever, and I can help create a Star Wars themed iPad case. Yeah, that's so fun. It, like we're always blown away at. at- 
how much more enjoyable our Star Wars experience is when we when we take time to like think of all the nitty gritty details. Yeah, it's it it really adds a lot. And then you have other fans who come up and say, "Hey, that looks really cool." Yeah. So we have, we have a friend um, who makes Magic Band covers okay. that, that are all themed in Star Wars, and every time we wear them, we have a million people. Where'd you get that? That's the most amazing thing. It covers up all the Disney stuff, and it actually looks like it's part of Star Wars. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's awesome. Everything needs to be coated in a layer of Star Wars. So. Yeah, I've been trying to find something for my watch to, to give it more of a, a Comlink type vibe. My exactly. Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, um, do want to touch on one quick story before we go. Yeah. New Ahsoka trailer dropped today. Oh yeah. And with it, we have a release date. Yeah, I saw that. What about you, Kent, Derek? I did not see it. I saw that it came out, but I didn't get a chance to see it. it yeah, is, I saw that it came out too. We didn't actually see it yet. It, it's a uh, 30 second trailer. Not going to go into details. Too much detail because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But oh, thank you. Drop date August 23rd. <gasps> It's actually about a week earlier than I expected. I expected it to be the very end of the month, but or actually, wait a minute. Okay, it is the last of the month, but you know, I'm okay with that because that's a it's a great birthday present from Lucasfilm to it me. Is. Yeah, because my, bir- yeah. my birthday is the next day. Ah, see, the usually 24th. when they say um, it's going to be out like in August, you expect it to be the last day of August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I was expecting um, this day we kept hearing was like 30th, but to come out a week earlier, the day before my birthday. It's perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. It didn't look like there was much like new material teased in there. Um, no, but there was a couple little things, but most of the audio, the way they framed it was, um, different, but the one part that really, um, where Ahsoka is talking, it almost sounds like they've, uh, it was one sentence she says, but it sounds like it comes from four or five different scenes. Like each word was from somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about there, Mike? With with, with all of the audio and, and lines from trailers, I try and ignore all of it because, (laughs) you know, they're just cutting random stuff, throwing it in. Just mm-hmm. to try and make it more epic, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, guarantee those are not probably anything that, like, a lot of times it won't even make it in. Or the, this time, this trailer, um, titling it "Begin" makes sense as you see the trailer. Um, I found some of the lines, while we may not see the scene that the lines are taken from, um, on Ahsoka's side, we do see the scene where it does come from, and we've seen it before in previous trailers because, because uh, we. We see uh, Hu Yang in it in this trailer as well, and it's the same. It's the same line that he gives in the previous trailers. So that's not a spoiler. Yeah. But I, I think we have more dialogue, a little bit more dialogue from that scene in this trailer. Yeah, which we're, we're really, so my, my daughter is absolutely through the moon. Uh, Ahsoka is one of her favorite characters and uh, just came in today from Disney Movie Insiders was the Ahsoka poster that I got for. So, uh, yeah, she she's already wanting to get that frame to get it up on the wall. Yeah, we were we were blown away by the announcements at Star Wars Celebration and like being able to see like. Uh, just I guess all the stuff like it's, it's so fun that, that like uh, Ahsoka's getting so much love and then also the whole Rebels crew yeah. is getting so that much love. That was so fun. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other thing that I saw as well uh, and it came from uh, Empire Magazine I don't know if y'all have seen this as well we have an Inquisitor in Ahsoka. 
I heard about yes. that, but I didn't. Was he's brother that was an inquisitor? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so Empire Magazine got a they, they they sometimes get scoops where they they get a reveal yep. and and they did reveal like an actual inquisitor. Yes. Yeah, with a, with a helmet and everything. So mm-hmm. well, it's brought up an interesting question on who the inquisitor may be. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 one thing that I have thought of. So in the Ahsoka book, like you you learn about how she got her white blades right and um that involves an inquisitor i won't spoil it even though it's a really old book at this point oh you can spoil it that's fine but uh but uh one thought is that i had was it could literally be just a flashback to to the book yeah because sometimes sometimes they they do flashback to books for the fans who don't drink all the kool-aid right and read Um, all the books and everything and so uh they could just be it could be like a fake tease of like oh we're gonna see this guy for two seconds you know who knows well the the story that i have from uh comicbook.com uh mentions one possibility is it could be it's got a chorus from star wars inquisitor rise of the red blade yeah. It was a new one. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, a cool time. The, the other name that I've been hearing tossed around is a, a friend who became a foe of Ahsoka's, Arisa Free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anytime they show someone that um, could be from the dark side at all, the, that name always gets thrown out there. It does. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, anytime that you don't know who it is, it's Barris Barris. I mean, we, have, we haven't had a resolution to Barris. Right. Other than she went to jail and Darth Sidious had the keys to the jail. Yeah. So is it really jail? Well, and, and she, at that stage in the game, she would, I think she would have had no problems going to the dark side or going yeah. down the path of the Inquisitor. I mean, she already like murdered people. So, and, and to me, the the picture that Empire shows, it, it almost shows the f- fighting stance that Barris had. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that because the the, the pant or when you're, and it could be just the photo, but it doesn't look like pants. It looks like it's a skirt. Which also is Barris. Here's here's a. I think it would be really cool. That would be a really cool tie-in. There's a link to the article for everyone. Yeah, we got that right now. Yeah, it would be it would be really interesting if they. Uh, I mean, for for me, without going into Photoshop and really doing some <laughs> zooming in like crazy, enhance, enhance, enhancing, color enhancing, yeah. whatnot. Um, no, that could just be just a dark spot. But to me, it looks like because you don't see the background behind. It looks like it could very well be like a skirting. Yeah, I mean, which would fit Barris's character in her, in her race. Yeah, I've I've really loved the Inquisitors, especially um, when they like fleshed out the story of the Inquisitors more in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, uh-huh. and then when we got to see them more in Kenobi, I think it was it just added a lot that we have like this whole now we now we actually know so much more about the Inquisitorius. So I'm I'm always happy to get more Inquisitors and get more backstory of who they were and what the Inquisitorius does. See, I think this would be perfect. Going back to the start of the show, Galaxy's Edge, Star Cruiser, wrong time period. It easily go back to the Mandoverse, which is popular now. Yeah, yeah. And you can have Inquisitors walking around. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, I'll it, say that one of the scariest Star Wars experiences we've ever had in our entire life was probably a Star Wars night when we uh, they had right after Celebration Anaheim. Yeah, okay. we they had a Star Wars night and they had 
had what I can't remember which one it was. Is that Seven Sister? I think it was Seven Sister. Uh, the and one from, a photo opportunity. It was the one from Rebels, voiced by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, it's the Seven Sister, I believe. Yeah, Seven Sister. Yeah, I think it yeah. is the Seven Sister. And the the actress they had, she was so good. She was so scary. <laughs> I felt like at any moment she would just turn on her lightsaber and just dice me. She was so <laughs> menacing. I was so scared. And he disobeyed her at one. Yeah, time. and I, I didn't mean to. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Yeah. So yeah, I've been terrified ever since. I have nightmares of the Seven Sister now. Well, <laughs> we're coming close to the end of the episode. I want to do something that we usually do with our guests. Let's flip the tables and allow y'all to ask us a question or two. Oh, I'll, I'll let you go first. Emma. Okay. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Um. Well, first off, have the three of you been on the house on like all of you? Nope. No. Yes. Well, yeah. But I. Not but I worked together. it. Not. No. Okay. no. Uh, the three of us were actually each one of us in a different state. Okay. Oh. No. Well, my question was also about the house specifically for Mike because I knew he'd work there. Is there any cool thing you can tell us? Uh, any cool semi-secretive thing that you won't get fired for? The the retractable lightsaber is very cool. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I know it's really cool. I want one. <laughs> Well, Everybody the, wants one. The, this is I where know. this is where I come in and say I've held it, I've ignited it, I've retracted it. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. That's cool. <laughs> and, so. and so it was as amazing up close as it looks from a distance. Sure. It, I, I I would say it looks better at a distance than it does up close. Okay, but it's still. Oh, really I, cool. I, I do oh. I do want one so badly though. That would be all of my childhood dreams coming true right there. <laughs> But oh, no, there, awesome. there, there's a lot about the ship that I know about that uh, I, I just can't get into because I, of the I know, I the, know. because that's, of the properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, has lock on all of that. But yeah, and like I said, the last um, on the last show when we were talking about the Halcyon and things, it would be amazing if they actually started integrating some of that into Galaxy's Edge. That would be awesome. So, some of the some of the stuff they could. I want the hollow table. Yeah, I, I told Emily <laughs> oh. like, if that hollow table ever ends up for sale, I've got I've got. I can remove every piece of furniture from my living room. We only I, need a hollow, a hollow sabacc table. I, I, who knows where that thing's going to end up? If it's not at the archives, it's probably at Lucasfilm. Yeah, I, I would not doubt it. I want it though. I know. Um, no, it, it's uh, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of cool things. I, I will say some of the if you've read the comic, the Halcyon Legacy. Oh yeah. There's a lot oh, of yeah. there's a lot of Easter eggs from so many it eggs. in yeah. on the ship. Um, yeah. Like when I. I got there people were still i don't understand the whole thing about the the gold slashes on the stair i'm like oh yeah from that anakin yeah I'm like um, that's from that's from that, the f- that came out yeah i'm like yeah that's from the lightsaber fight that anakin had on the ship how do you know this it's on my ipad here you go you want to read it <laughs> yeah so when we went not all of the episodes not all of the comics were out so uh, we, didn't, we didn't get the full backstory i think by the time y'all were there only two only issue one and two had come out. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think I think issue three was the because I think one and two were the, the High Republic stuff. Uh issue one was High Republic. Issue two had the uh but I think issue one also had some of the Anakin 
story. I think it was split between High Republic and Anakin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. But like the Han and Leia one hadn't come out yet. No. So there, there were a few things where uh, we asked the captain. Uh, we had the captain's table um, uh, the second. This was Almy. Um, that she was just. Oh, yeah. And we were like, hey, can you tell us anything about? And then she's like, oh, yeah. And then she told us about uh, one of the Easter eggs that hadn't been, that the comic hadn't come out yet. And so we're like, oh, sweet. Got some Is that inside, the, inside knowledge. That's the initials in the engineering? Maybe. She originally saying, showed us the slashes, the gold slashes. Yeah, well, the, the gold house. slashes was one of the things. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I remember reading that. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's something I really do have really loved about uh, all of the Halcyon and I guess all of the world building that Disney has done. They've added so many things that tie in everywhere. So if you want to take the time to like read A Crash of Fates or read um, like the all the Vimerati stuff like Phasma, yep. then you get such a cool, larger understanding of the world that Batu lives in or like how it features in the Thrawn, yeah. the new Thrawn trilogy. And if you like read all those things, then you go to Galaxy's Edge and say, oh, hey, I know that that I know where that mark came from. That was when Thrawn had a gunfight in the cantina or, or there's so many things. Yeah. Batu is also featured in this book, the new High Republic book. Yep. Um, I haven't I haven't got to that one yet. Uh, Quest for Planet X. Cool. I'm 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 currently uh, two books behind in the High Republic. I just okay. finished. I just I just barely finished. Uh, Phase two, the prequel, okay. prequel High Republic. That's I just finished book one of of Phase two, so trying to catch back up. Okay. They're constantly releasing them, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I gotta keep up, gotta keep up to date. Yeah, I, I'm really liking the High Republic timeline. Oh yeah, so uh, j- just this first book of Phase two, I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so many cool tie-ins to the Phase one stuff. I just yeah. can't wait how they connect everything, all the tissue and stuff. Yeah. Any other questions before well, we go? And with that, a little bit though, um, have you guys been? Has anybody, any of you guys been playing the um, Jedi Survivor yet? Oh yeah, uh, I, I had to take a hiatus for a couple weeks. What was that? I'm shocked with the amount of High Republic stuff that's tied into that. Oh yeah, I've loved. That's all I'm saying. That's all. That's all. I've I've gotten decently far. You haven't played it yet. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm absolutely loving far. the High Republic stuff. Yeah, I've not gotten super far, but it's, I've got enough that it's going to be interesting. That I was shocked with the amount that I've seen already. Yeah, I think it's such a clever tie-in because it's like, what what stories can you do in that time period that kind of are that haven't been done the high republic's free range so you could make anything yeah and, and fit it into the high republic timeline and then it can tie into the books yep. and yeah i just think and, and they're doing great with the comics yeah. and yeah and with the high republic right now supposedly going to be wrapping up with the acolyte series would be yeah. absolutely amazing see how they I'm, I'm it really, all together i'm really intrigued to see how well that does as a standalone series for the people that haven't gone through the entire high republic everything yeah, yeah. and i think that that i think that that might decide how much disney puts into it in the future and if the acolyte is really well then maybe they produce more into it and make the high republic even bigger but i i mean i've got to imagine that their book sales and comic sales have been doing really well because they keep yes. going and you keep going and, and i'm loving it uh, the stories are so amazing it's so fun to see like the jedi at the height of their power and all these just cool new concepts yeah yeah it's so interesting any final thoughts before we go I just want to express my love to Disney for buying Star Wars. I know a lot of people don't like that, but they've, to me, they've kept Star Wars alive. 
And I, I've enjoyed every single step of it. Well, Star, Star Wars is about storytelling. And that's one of the things Disney does best. Yeah, storytelling. That's exactly what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of our entire mentality for ourselves and our company is we love all Star Wars. And like we, we never have enough good things to say about Star Wars. And our favorite thing to do is share that love with other people who are just as obsessed with Star Wars as we are. Because we you like you can go anywhere in the world and speak any language and you can have this shared love of Star Wars that yep. connects you and you can have this family no matter where you go. You can connect with someone about the latest episode of Mandalorian or the latest High, High Republic book and you already have like this common thread of yep. like love and it, I feel like it just, just connects everyone and it's just so much fun. Like the more we we meet people and, and like travel around to different conventions and stuff, it's so much fun just to meet other fans that love it and live it just like as much as we do. So. Agree. Ken, Derek, Final thoughts? Uh, just thanks for coming on, guys. This has been um, yeah. awesome finding out about your store and um, and just the amazing stuff you have on there. Yes. Uh, before yeah. we go, though, why don't you guys let everybody know how to find you again so that just in case anybody missed it earlier. Yeah, so um, the easiest place to get everything is hyperspaceprops.com. Uh, if you're interested in learning about Sabak uh, or Pazak, we have like a bunch of how-to videos. We've kind of got everything, blog posts, videos, all sorts of stuff on how to get it involved in the community because there's a huge community of Sabak players that stretches ar- like around the world. And so if you're interested in the slightest, just check out there. And um, a lot of people are, are under the assumption that when they go on the website and message on the website that they're going to chat with some random person who works for us. And I always tell people, it's just Emily and I, we're not like a real company. It's just the two of us. And so if you have questions or want to nerd out about Star Wars, you could just message us on our website, Instagram, any, any of our socials, it's either Emily or I, and we'll hang out with you. And we're, we just, like I said, we, we just love hanging out and chatting with people and getting people excited about Sabak because that's one of the parts of the fandom that we absolutely love. And so anytime we can share our passion with others, that's, that's what we love to do. And you, they could be found everywhere at Hyperspace Bros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so any other questions or final thoughts there? Nope. Well then. Gentlemen, that's like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the Rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!